Hello everyone, welcome to God's Internet Church Podcast, episode 48. I am your host, Pastor Ron Weaver. I count it an honor and privilege to be here to preach to you the Word of God that God's put in my heart on a daily basis to share with you. And we'll be right back after these messages so we can get into our Bible study. Hello everyone, welcome to God's Internet, back to Internet, God's Internet Church Podcast, episode 48. And we're going to get into our Bible study right now. Now let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask you right now to take a cold heaven's altar and anoint these lips of clay. Let everything I say be what you want. And help us use it for your, your benefit and for your glory. We ask you in Jesus' name, Amen. If you got your Bibles with you, as you know, we've been sharing Faith and Hope and Courage in a Changing Time book. And today's topic that I'm going to be sharing is from John chapter 5, verse 8. And it's called, Do You Want to Be Healed? Now, I did share this a little bit yesterday with us too. Because it came in with a little bit yesterday. John 5, 8, Jesus said unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. Now, I'm deciding right here, right now, that we're going to, we're going to go to verse 5, so we can understand the scripture a little bit better. And it says, And a certain man was there which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. When Jesus saw him lying, and knew that he had been now a long time, that case, he said unto him, Where thou be made whole? The important man answered him, Sir, I have no man, when the water is troubled, to put me into the pool, but why I am coming another steps down before me. Jesus said unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. Now, as memory serves me, there was a pool of water in Bezla that people believed if they stepped into this water, it had God's healing power on them and they would be healed. And this man was couldn't walk or do anything for 38 years. And Jesus asked him, Where thou be made whole? He was asking him, Will thou be made whole? Will you step into this water? And the man answered him and said, Sir, I have no man. When the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But why I am coming another steps down before me. And Jesus said unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. In other words, he says, You don't need this water. You don't need this foolish thinking. All you need is someone to tell you in faith, like Jesus had, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. And verse 9 it says, And immediately a man was made whole, and took up his bed, and walked. On the same day, was the Sabbath. Now, what happened here? 
what happened here. He probably heard of all these things that Jesus did of healing people, healing the blind men, healing all the people that come before all these circumstances. And even though he told these people not to share <coughs> with anybody what he did, they did. And even though he said he didn't want them to share, he really did because that's how the word got out that Jesus can heal people. Now, on a side note, this put Jesus at risk was part of the plan. Put Jesus at risk for to put him on the cross to die for our sins. Alright? That's just another thought for another day. But the main thought that was one main thought, but the main thought we're talking about today is taught people that Jesus can heal when he's there. Now, this man so desperately wanted to be healed and he had nobody, nobody that left him and put him in the water when it was time, but when people believed that there was healing powers in them. But you know what? Jesus basically told that man, you don't need this. Get up, take thy bed, and walk. The man did it because he believed what Jesus said. Because he believed that he heard about the other people being healed around the towns. And he knew that's what Jesus of Nazareth. So the man rised up and he walked. All right? Now, When you got doctors in those times or even today telling you, you cannot be healed. In fact, <coughs> my best friend, I see him more like a brother, one of my brothers. He got paralyzed about, I think, eight years ago. And the doctors told him he would never walk again. Well... Still today, he hasn't been walking, okay? But he has pains in his legs, okay? Well, we prayed for him at church, and God spoke in the heavenly language, and it was revealed by somebody else that he was going to heal him. But you got to wait to my perfect time, all right? So what do we, we got to do if we want to be healed? First of all, we got to believe. We got to believe that Jesus that Jesus can do it. We got to believe that God can do it through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the power of God. God created us these bodies, and let me tell you something, saints. I've seen people healed instantly. I've seen people healed. A year or two, three from now? Or I've seen people not be healed yet. It's all in God's time. Alright? Now, what is that we got to do? We got to keep confessing that I am healed on a daily basis. Even 
even if we don't see the circumstances. I said under a sermon one time with one of my former pastors that we've been praying for, Pastor Gary Levi, and he says, look in the mirror every day and say, I am healed of this cancer. I am healed of this affliction. I am healed of this cold. My, my, I am healed of this stuttering tongue. I'm in, my legs are healed. I'm not paralyzed anymore. And he said, keep doing it because you got to keep it going to have the faith come out and work for you. All right? But if you have the slightest doubt, it's not going to happen. Because the Bible tells us when we doubt, we're sinning. Because we don't believe God can do that. But let me tell you something. God can't, will not bless unbelief or sin. Right? So you got to believe every day of your life. And pray every day of your life for that situation. And then turn around, Lord, I know that you are going to heal me. Now, there's some religions out there that believe you ask once, then you're done. You could be. But what people don't realize, <clears throat> when you ask God for those prayers, sometimes it's yes, sometimes it's no, sometimes it's maybe, and sometimes it's not right now. So you always do get an answer. But it's your job to keep praying. Now if it ends up being no, God will strictly tell you no. Somehow, some way, he will give that to you. But a lot of our prayers, see what we don't realize, our prayers are sent down with the angels to deliver them to us. And we learned that in the book of Jeremiah. That God sent your answers five days ago, but I was fighting a war in principalities that delayed me to get here. But God knew that delay was coming. All right? He already knew that. Our God knows everything. So God sent that angel, even though it was going to be five days late, it ended up being at the right time that Jeremiah needed it. So we just got to learn to have faith. If we want to be healed. And God tells you after you pray. Stand up and walk. Do it. I do remember. A day when we were praying for my pastor's son. My brother in the Lord. And he's like a brother to me. And his family member was told. It was said bring him up to the altar. They brought up the altar. They brought the family around him. God spoke that he was going to heal him. Okay? Now, God didn't say when he was going to heal him. But God said he was going to heal him. They brought an altar. They anointed him. And they prayed. And they prayed. And I remember his niece painfully screaming at him get up walk 
It's like Jesus told this man at the pool of Bethesda. And he went to go try and then he said he can't. He can't. And this happened for about 30 minutes. I believe even though he wanted to get out of that seat, he went to go get up but he never left his butt off that seat. I believe that day if he would have stand up God would have touched him and would have healed him in that moment. And then I said, like I said before, we had another time during that service because everybody was kind of disappointed and sad. He's crying. His whole family's crying. Got quiet again with the music. Because tongues started again. And the message went right to the pastor. For the for him to share. And he told that he would heal him. He's going to heal him. That kind of comfort us. Now we're in a waiting period for him to be healed. But see, I believe God would have healed him that day. If he would have just stepped out in faith. Like this man in Bethesda. Couldn't walk after 38 years. Stood up and walked. Why? Because he had faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I'm not saying that my, my, my pastor's son didn't have faith. Don't misunderstand me here. Just in case he's listening to this broadcast. I'm not saying that here. When I'm saying this here, his faith was low because he was focusing on his problems. But he's got to learn to focus on Jesus. And when, when they told him to rise, he should have rised. What's my point here? We got to learn to trust Jesus. We got to learn to trust Jesus. He knows. When he tells us to get up and walk, we need to get up and walk. He tells us to move on from our friend. We need to move on from our friend. If he tells us to stop drinking, we need to stop drinking. He's telling you to move on from drugs. You need to move on from drugs. If he's telling you that you need a better job, go get that better job. If he's telling you you need a better place to live, go get that better place to live. Because he prepared it for you. Get up and walk and go and be healed financially. Be healed spiritually. Be healed physically. Be healed mentally. He's there for you. Let him help you. Hallelujah. God is good. Oh, God is good. Hallelujah. God is good. We'll be right back after these messages for our next segment. God bless you. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are certain tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor would distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spoofy, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum, minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make podcasts in one place.
mandatory call to action. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to God's Internet Church Podcast, episode 48. In our third segment, we're going to be sharing God teaches us in a different way. And as you know, I've been talking the last few days about the Sunday school stuff. My mother-in-law was sent in the mail by her church. She went up, she gave it to me to use for my ministry, for the podcast and for preaching, for God's Internet Church um, services. And... I listened to it today. I mean, I listened to her and I went through it and God's been blessing. We needed more material for God Teaches Us in Different Way segment. And God answered that. And it comes from God, Assembly God um, of those churches. It's sent to them. It's a weekly journal of practical live, Christian living. That's what this is called. And it's a little excerpt. And it's got two stories in it. And I've been, this is the third one that I'm sharing with you today. It says, listen to his plan. It says, by the time I was a teenager, I had been determined that I would be going to a small college near our home. I really didn't know anything about the school other than the fact that I would receive free tuition. So that was all I needed to know. Papa had been working there as a repairman since I was four. And one of his employment benefits was that his children could attend college free of charge. As a high school drew to an end, I was surrounded by classmates who were all applying to for financial aid and I realized what a gift I had been given. I knew from watching my parents throughout my childhood that I would need to have a career and make some money. But my life goal was always to be a wife and a mom. So I additioned to my studies on campus. I was on the lookout for the perfect guy who I knew was out there waiting for me after surviving two years of college friends of mine invited me to move to the city for the summer to share an apartment with them i found a summer job in the city and moved my shy self into the city apartment my last night of being a teenager will forever be embolized upon my memory my roommates were out for the evening, and I ate dinner while writing in my diary. I was recapping the first two decades of my life and pondering what I have learned. While I was writing, there was a knock on the door, adrenaline shot through my body, adrenaline, sorry, shot through my body because I was home alone and I wasn't expecting anyone. I looked through the peephole and I saw a very handsome young man. And he was tall, 20-something with dark hair. I was instantly torn between my lifelong small-town costliness 
and my hormones pleading with me. I was thinking he could be an axe murderer, but he's so cute. Feminately, over, feminately overrode fear, and I opened the door. Hi, I'm Dave, he reached out and to shake my hand. As I grasped his hand, I realized that he was he wasn't a guy like all of my of my male friends. This was a man, Dave continued. I live two doors down and I'm making and I'm making some Florigini bread. And I was wondering if you had any rosemary, the earth. I knew full well that I didn't have any rosemary, my roommate, and I could barely make rice. But I welcomed him in, and he watched as I checked every single cupboard in the kitchen, trying to stall out. We could talk more. Eventually, he returned to his bread. My mind was re reeling, and my summer had just gotten interesting. I remember to my diary entry. And I finished the passage. I'm ending my teen years here. My teen years have been the most wonderful time of my life. And I can't imagine that it will decrease in wonderfulness as I entered my new decade. And I just met the really cute guy who lived down the hall. And turned to my written word that summer only increase in wonderfulness. Before the end of the summer, Dave and I were shopping for wedding rings. I kept dreading the day that I would make, would have to go back to college. My whole being was in intense conflict. My life plan was to be a wife and a mom. Amazing God has sent this wonderful man who wants his future wife to be a stay-home mom, to take care of his kids before meeting Dave. I had figured that I would find my husband at college as I needed to have a career in case I didn't find him right away. But now I have found him and returning to college seemed to be going to the opposite direction. I physically returned to college for eight days of my junior year. I was in agony. I cried, prayed, and sat through the classes like zombies. I didn't know what to do. I didn't want to hurt Papa because he had worked so hard, so long, so that I would be able to go to school without incurring debt. But I really felt for the first time that I was choosing the wrong path. Like to, I talked to Dave on the phone every day and he was hero, heroly supportive telling me that he would stand by me in whatever decision I made. I went to bed each night filled with Angus pain and confusion. As to what I do, one night while I was crying myself to sleep, I prayed, God, please show me the right direction for my life to follow. When one last whimper, I just gave it all over to him. I couldn't make the decision on my own. I needed to have faith that he would point, point me into correct decision with my alarm clock sound at the crack of dawn. The first thing I noticed was my stomach was not all tied in knots. 
like it had been the last week and a half. I thought of that was strange. Then I woke, awoke enough to realize that overnight I had been blanketed with an overwhelming peace. I knew that I was done with college and I would move back to the city to start my life with Dave. And I didn't know the logic of how things were going to work out, but I knew that that was the plan. And I felt so strongly that God was leading me that I knew it was the right decision. Finally, I had just been quiet, had been quiet enough to hear what he was telling me to do. I spent the rest of my days choosing up, closing up, losing ends, and saying goodbyes at the end of the day. I stood in Papa's kitchen and told him I was going to quit school and return to the city to be with Dave and find a job. I have been imagining his response all day. I expect that he would be upset, sad, and probably angry. He looked at me, nodded, and said, Well, you always make good decisions. I'm sure you thought about it, and it is the best decision for you. The faith that he had in me was so bold and wonderful. He has spent years of his life working at this job so I could have a free schooling. And here he was easily accepting the choice I, I, that I made. He just knew it would be okay. I often think of that huge level of faith that he had. Faith that God would take care of me and lead me in the right direction. Now years later, as the mother of four teenagers, Dave and I have looked back at that summer, the directions and Papa response with wonder. It was so obvious, God's plan. He led me to that apartment. He led Dave to knock on my door. Papa had always been filled with faith. All along, I thought that the big gift he had given me was free college tuition. But now I realize that the biggest gift he had given me was faith. He had shown in me and how he trusted in God, how he listened to his gentle guiding words. Oh, isn't it so awesome? This is kind of the same thing, but in a different circumstance. we got to have faith. And when God's telling us to do something, or we think God's leading us, we got to have faith, no matter what the consequences are. Oh, hallelujah. God is good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to close... Um, with our prayer request segment and our um, closing remark segment, all in this segment. Um, God is good. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. But before you do that, I got to read a live commercial. It says If you want to know about all sports information, Go to YouTube, go to Just Share Bar, and type in Charge It to the Game podcast. And you will get all you need about the word from his from this podcast on YouTube. I am a describer, and I recommend this podcast to you. Describe to them today. Again, go to the search bar and type in Charge It to the Game on YouTube. And you will not feel sorry that you did. Hallelujah. And I do recommend this thing. I have 
I do listen to this podcast, and uh, I listen to it for my dad because he's not a big um, buff on computers. Um, like help him get information that sometimes you can't get off TV, and then it's a way for me and him to bond. I'm not a big for sports fan, but I do it to for me and him to spot respond and help each other on the things that we need to help each other with. Hallelujah. So do that today. Now, I want to pray today for our, my family, for of our mother-in-law, family too, and we're going to pray. Tomorrow we're going to lay her to rest. Now, remember, we don't have a podcast tomorrow, so I won't be interfering with that. But we're going to be laying her to rest at, 10, at 12 o'clock tomorrow. So if you are one of the podcasts that listens to me, I encourage you to pray for me and the family because we're going to need it. Um, this is hard on all of us. We, Even me, I'm still crying when I'm thinking of things. In fact, I'm tearing up now as, I wanna, as I'm talking about it. But we're going to pray for that funeral tomorrow because there's some uh, hard feelings going on in the family right now, too. That shouldn't have been. But what was happening by the other side shouldn't have been happening either. And uh, we're going to pray for my dad's heart and his aorta. And their safe journey down here because not many in-laws get along. But my, my mother-in-law and my mother and my father-in-law and my father got along good with each other. And uh, we were one, like a big extended family. So they're coming down for the funeral. My cousin's coming down, and there's a little bit of hard feelings there, I think. But, uh, too, with my mom and my cousin, because something happened yesterday, and I'm saying, can we just now all get along? But we're going to pray for their ride down, too, and my dad's heart. Um, and then we're going to continue to pray for Pastor Levi and his recovery. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I lift to you right now this funeral that we're having for Arlene Williams tomorrow, my mother-in-law. I ask you to be with the hardness that's going on in the family right now. I ask you, let everyone put that all aside and honor this great woman, Lord, that's standing with you in heaven. And Lord, I just ask you to help us with the grieving part of it, but help us also to realize that who, who that our Christians will see her again. And let's rejoice with that, too. And, Lord, I lift up Paul and my wife, Ruth, and help them with this time of bearing. Help them through this time. And, Lord, I ask you to be with my dad and this aorta of aneurysm on his aorta. We just ask you to not let it grow. Let it stay small or even go in and let it disappear. Lord, you are a God that can do this. And Lord, we just ask you to straighten his aorta too because of this aneurysm and let that wall of the aorta be strong. And Lord, touch his heart. And Lord, I ask you to be with this hardness that my cousin feels against my mom because of what happened um, yesterday. I'm not going to bring it up. Hopefully she don't on the way down. And Lord, I just ask you to bless them and let them have a good trip and let them get over what's going on. And Lord, I ask you to be with Pastor Levi as he's recovering from coronavirus, Lord. I just ask you to help him, guide him, 
and lead him. And let him do the things you want him to do. We ask you all this in Jesus' name. Amen. And on that note, I'd like to thank you and say God bless you. And join us Monday for God's Internet Church Podcast. Sunday for God's Internet Church Podcast. And God's Internet Church. Because I'm what I'm preaching is going to be the podcast. There won't be no segments. We're just going to open it up. And... And as I'm running the preaching part of the service, because I'm the pastor, um, it's going to go out to our community here as Guys in Our Nurse Podcast, and it's going to go on Facebook community, share to the groups and everything that we share to. On that note, I'd like to thank you for watching. We come to the end of our podcast, or listening, I should say. And thank you for being trusted listeners and share this podcast with others if it's blessing you. So they can be blessed too. On that note, I'd like to say God bless you and see you next time on God's Internet Church Podcast, episode 49, Monday. God bless you all and have a blessed weekend.